to the open side. Karim Bete. Lovely here for Simon, who's quick. Pete Simon looking for Karim Bete. Back to Simon. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wild. That is amazing from the Wallabies. Hi there, welcome to The Wind-Up. This is our preview and predictions show. Now, we are in week four or coming into week four of Rugby World Cup 2023. I'm your host, Mitch. Join me as Lockie. You know the format. You know what we're doing. Let's just get into it. Pool A. Now, we've had one game already run for Pool A, and that was Uruguay versus Namibia. 36-26 was the final score there to Uruguay. Namibia was actually winning this one at halftime. What were your thoughts Briefly, just around Namibia's performance, and then we'll get into Game 2's predictions in a sec. For sure. Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, Amazing to see Namibia up by 14, I think, at one stage. Really impressive, and I think all the chat around Uruguay pushing France and then being pretty impressive across their first three weeks. Maybe people slept on Namibia a little, so it was great to see them have a good crack, but um, it looks like they're going to miss out again, um, barring a pretty interesting result. Uh, in the coming years. So I hope that they do well. I hope they can pick it up. Um, but yeah, Uruguay pretty comfortably winning that one in the end, you'd think. Yep. Now, uh, New Zealand, Italy is the second game of Pool A. Uh, that's being played at 5 a.m. on Saturday morning, Australia time. Now, New Zealand has named uh, probably their strongest possible team uh, for this game. So you can tell that the, the, the coaches and Ian Foster is definitely not taking this game lightly at all. Italy's been a bit up and down this tournament so far. Do you think that Italy can come within maybe 20 points of the team that New Zealand has put out? I don't know. It's going to go one of two ways, and that's Italy give them a real proper scare in the first half and All Blacks pull away by, you know, maybe a 15, 20-point win, or it's just a massacre from the get-go and New Zealand rack up 50, 60 points against them. I'm inclined to think it's the former. I feel like Italy's actually been in a pretty good vein of form at the World Cup, um, even though they've been playing you know, some of the smaller nations. And I've got New Zealand to win by 24, I think, at this stage. How about you? Yeah, I think New Zealand have named the side that is shaping for the team that they will want to be playing come quarterfinals time. So they've they've timed their run perfectly. I think they're now just tweaking things and tweaking combinations and and bar injury, they're probably pretty settled on what their their key 23 is leading into the quarters. So I expect them to play pretty upbeat style of rugby that Italy can counter, but I don't think they'll be able to stop some of the talent that the All Blacks have named out wide. So I expect this to be a pretty high scoring game. And I think New Zealand will do it with, by at least 25 points, like you said. Uh, moving across into Pool B, the first game for Pool B, uh, being played on Sunday morning, 6 o'clock our time, is Scotland versus Romania. Now, this is if Scotland have any chance at all of scraping out of the pool, they need to get a bonus point win against Romania this week. Do you think that they can do that? Do you think that that's something that this Scottish team is capable of doing? 100%. I think they've showed us pretty clearly how well they can attack against Tonga. They had that you know really quick three-try punch either side of half time and took the game away from um, the Seagulls, the Kalatai, before it could even get going in the second half. So I think Tonga do win this pretty comfortably. I've got them winning by 36 at this point. Have you got something similar? Yeah, I think this is going to be a big score by Scotland. You said Tonga, but I I'm, think you mean Scotland, right? Oh, yes, sorry. <laughs> Just checking. That's all good. So That's much rugby. Next game. Uh, <laughs> Too much rugby. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting a big result from Scotland here, and Scotland have played pretty well so far this tournament, and... 
look, for results to go their way, there's still a chance that they get into the quarters uh, so far in this tournament. So they're going to be doing everything they possibly can to make that a reality. And they know what they need to do against a team like Romania. Um, and I expect them to put up a pretty big score. I, I would imagine they would get that bonus point by at least half time. Um, but I guess speaking about bonus points and, and other permutations for the way that Paul B will finish up uh, in a couple, in just over a week's time. Pool, the second game of the round is South Africa versus Tonga. That's the game that you were thinking of a moment ago. Uh, mm. Monday, 6 a.m. kickoff in Australia. South Africa getting the loss last week against Ireland. Gonna, we can expect them to bounce back pretty heavily against Tonga. Do you think Tonga can show any capability of um, overcoming particularly the forward pack of South Africa in the Springboks? I don't, and that's where I think the pain's going to come for Kalatahe. Uh, I apologise for mixing those two up before. Um, yeah, I think just that Springboks pack, especially after being denied late in the piece, by the Irish pack, um, they're going to be stinging. So I've got South Africa winning pretty comfortably by at least 20 points for this one. I wouldn't be surprised if it's quite high scoring. I can see Tonga sort of breaking things open, particularly down um, Grant Williams' channel out wide or having a smaller defender on the wing, you know, pick someone like a Solomon Carter or a Charles Piertau to run around them and see what they can do. It'd be interesting. But, yeah, I think it's boxed pretty comfortably. Yeah, I, I think we... There's already talks going around in the media and um, on social media that the Springboks tactically lost the game last weekend against Ireland and that it's somehow in their plan. I don't think necessarily that's exactly what has happened. I do think Ireland was a pretty good team and was very much capable of shutting down a lot of the attack that South Africa brought. Again, as we spoke on the pod this week, though, had South Africa kicked a few of their goals and they would have, um, they would have won that game and that's something they'll learn from. South Africa, though, now knows that they what they need to do to top the pool and what they need to do moving forward, and I expect them to come in guns blazing against Tonga. Uh, I would love to see a tight game in this contest. I would love to see Tonga hang in there, hang with them for the majority of the game, but I just have a feeling that this will be a 20-point blowout, um, and Tonga might hold with them for 50 minutes, but then I think you'll see some of the uh, bomb squad come on in the second half and things will turn their South Africa's way and they'll just run away with it. Big score from South Africa, I'm predicting there. So let's move across to Pool C. Uh, now I'm wearing my Fijian jersey. So in Australia, I'm, uh, we're both going all in on Fiji now. Uh, first game is Fiji versus Georgia. Now this game is really important for the overall final placings of Pool C. If Fiji can get a bonus point win against Georgia this week, they kick Australia out. There's no chance of them ever getting out of the pool. And Fiji qualify for the quarterfinals i think even if they get a win or do they need the bonus point they need the bonus point to ensure that australia goes home so georgia knows what they need to do to keep their hopes alive in a in a in a sense but also um fiji knows what they need to do to qualify for the the quarterfinals do you think fiji have it in them to smash this georgian team get the bonus point get the win or do you potentially see an upset on the cards like we saw in 2019 when they lost to Uruguay? I, I can't see an upset on the cards, but I can see a world where Fiji are held to two or three tries by Georgia. Um, I'm expecting them to win pretty comfortably. I've got them by, I think, 18 points I've put down in my tips. But, you know, if there's a fourth try, I see it happening quite late in the piece. 
Um, Georgians, you know, well-rested, ready to roll again. And this is a big game for them. Georgia's come here with a lot to prove, and so far they haven't really been up to scratch. So that game against Australia, they'd have a lot to work on. Um, I see it. Yeah, I see Fiji winning comfortably, but the fourth try is the key. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% certain whether Fiji, as you said, will be able to get that bonus point. I think that they they know what, that they need to get it, and it's such an important uh, thing for them to get the bonus point out of this win. Fiji has played really smart rugby all of this tournament, though. So knowing that they need to get that win, yeah, get that point, will, I guess, structure the way they, they attack this game and how they play and that they will be going for tries as opposed to just kicking points all, all day. Um, but, oh, geez, my, my Aussie heart kind of hopes that Fiji can win but not win with that bonus point. So, yeah, I'm going to go with... They've got, a, they've got another game to get that too. They don't even need the bonus point this time. All they'd do is send us packing a week early and send Eddie home. So, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what the Buller boys have got. That's right. Well, let's move into the Australia game, and that is kickoff 2.45 a.m. on Monday, Australia time. Australia versus Portugal. The last time you will see the Wallabies in this World Cup, potentially. Potentially the last game for the Wallabies of 2023. Potentially the last game for the Wallabies under Eddie Jones. Now, who knows? Do you think that after last week's performance, Australia looked pretty lost, pretty rudderless, not a great performance against Wales. Portugal's a different uh, kettle fish altogether. No disrespect to Portugal, but they haven't really uh, set the world on fire this World Cup. Great performance last week against Georgia, getting that draw. But you would expect at least a bonus point win from Australia. What do you think the overall score will be? My heart says that Australia goes out there and skewers them, your 50-point winning margin. But I think my head's telling me more people will be getting a run for Australia in this World Cup. I think there's a chance that you'll see the likes of a, a Izzy Parisi, a Josh Kemeny, um, some players who haven't had a lot of time in the saddle will get a run and, again, feeds back into our cohesion. So I'm tipping Australia to probably win by 30 and Portugal to get across for a couple of tries of their own. I can see a sort of... 55-25 score playing out. I'm really concerned, and we haven't seen at this point of recording what the team that Eddie Jones has gone with for this game. And that cohesion element is something that makes sense, right? We would expect as Australian rugby fans that you would uh, rest some of your big guns and bring in some of the wider squad for this. We realistically probably can't afford to do that. We need to see Will Skelton and Taniela Tupo feature if they're fit. They should be fit if they've been held into squad for so long. But I can see an element of bringing in these players with low cohesion, with low experience coming and giving them a shot. We saw last week that even with a team that had been around and, and had started the majority of the regime under Eddie Jones, still looked pretty rudderless and didn't really know what they were doing in terms of game plan and what to do at certain times. So my fear is bringing in players that are new to the system, who don't have experience, who don't have the cohesion with the players around them, that we just see this sort of all out nothingness happening from the Wallabies that they're not, they're just kicking balls dead and they're not really uh, threatening the opposition at all. Not to say that they won't win that game, but they might only win it by 12 or 15 points when they should be winning by 30 to 40. So my concern is that it's a pretty uninspiring win by the Wallabies in this game. And that everyone sitting at home with the knives out for Eddie Jones and anyone on the board of directors at rugby Australia doesn't see anything redeeming in this performance and everyone's just, it's just more doom and gloom moving forward. I hope that doesn't happen, but I can see that a world, a world where that really does. We'll put it this way. If they lose, Eddie's gone. There can be absolutely no doubt that if we lost to Portugal, the coach is sacked. 
I feel like everyone gets sacked if we lose to Portugal. Not just the, <laughs> not just the board, not just like just blow it up and start again. We might as well, you know, give some of the Sydney Swans a crack if we're going to be losing games to Portugal realistically. <laughs> anyway, let's keep going. We are uh, pushing on for time. So, Pool D, we do have um, up first Japan and Samoa Friday night, uh, Friday morning, 5 a.m. kickoff in this game. I'm really expecting a cracker in this one. I think this is a game that Japan. Uh, would be circling it, it's definitely do or die for japan now if they lose this game they're out samoa has shown in the final maybe 15 20 minutes of the game against argentina that they are capable of pushing the opposition uh and the the more time that these players have together in this cohesive environment the better they will look do you think that samoa could cause an upset here and beat japan well, I mean, it's do or die for both teams, right? I mean, Samoa had their chance against Argentina and let it slip. And now we're in a position where Japan are in charge of their own destiny as well. So I, I see I see Samoa getting in there just just by the skin of their teeth. I've got them tipped by three. Um, wow. And that would be massive for two reasons. A, to highlight just how much the Japanese international growth has stagnated since 2019, but also the rise of the Pacific. And I think you, know, you can say that the you know rising tide lifts all ships. In that case, for Pacific, we want to see the Tongas and the Samoas and joining Fiji up top of the wave. So this is a huge game, uh, not just for these two countries, but for Pacific rugby and how this looks moving into the next four-year block. So, yeah, I'm, I'm tipping a bit of an upset, I think, Samoa by three. That would be awesome. Like, my heart wants Samoa to win this game. Uh, you know, send off some players like Christian Liliofano, um, from the test arena, this would be the best way for that to happen. My head mm. says Japan, though. I think they are a team that is more cohesive as a unit over the past uh, World Cup cycle, the past four years, and they have more experience playing some of these first top-tier nations. So I would expect them to 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 win this game. Oh, probably not comfortably, but I I would ex- I'm going to pick Japan by about a ten point margin. Um, but I would love also to see some first of the day. I like it. I like to see it. <laughs> let's get to the net the, the final game of the weekend and that is argentina versus chile now that is uh kicked off 11 p.m on saturday australia time so very uh very capable game of tuning in to watch this one live there's not many in this world cup so you've got to take advantage of those uh sort of 10 p.m 11 p.m kickoff times on the saturday night slot realistically i don't think chile comes close to argentina they haven't been they've shown that they're uh, first World Cup, you know they've they've done some good things, but then they're not a team really that's that's threatening anyone in the top sort of ten fifteen nations of the world. Argentina, uh, on the other hand, haven't also haven't played that well in this World Cup. Probably not as well as we were expecting them to. They need to get a bonus point out of this game. If they don't get a bonus point out of this game, they're pretty much out of the pool. How do you see it sort of shaping up? What scoreline do you predict to see from this one? Massive. I see a massive scoreline um, from both teams. I think that the, uh, Argentina probably don't have the strongest defence um, that we've seen. I mean, historically, they're always known as a pretty flighty team. Um, but I think we can see something along the lines of a 60 to 30 or a 50 to 20, maybe similar to how the Australia-Portugal plays out, if we're honest. I'm also not sure if there's ever been an all-South American World Cup game. I've been trying to rack the brains and see whether the Argies might have played Uruguay in the past, and I'm, I'm not certain. So regardless, it's probably going to be one of the best crowds of the tournament. Uh, we've seen the Chileans and the Argies going 
absolutely bonkers in France so far. And I'm really excited to tune into this one live and just feel that energy. How do you see it playing? Yeah, out? and like if you're if you're in in uh in France and and haven't got and have the option of ability to get tickets, I would say this is one of the games that you want to just be at, not necessarily for the rugby, but just for the atmosphere. As you said, that would be fantastic. I, I expect Argentina to do this pretty convincingly. Uh, I think they know that they need to win with a bonus point to keep their hopes alive. Uh, so I would expect them to do that hopefully in the first half. Their attack has been a little stagnant this year, though, and they haven't scored as many points as we would have probably liked to have seen or have come to expect from a Michael, Co- Michael Checker coach team in the past. Uh, they've had the week off, though, so... Oh, they did have a bye last week, didn't they, Argentina? No, they played Samoa last week. Oh, of course. No, they haven't had the bye yet. So, uh, pretty. This is what happens. There's so much rugby, we're just drowning in it. That's Fantastic. right. Too much. Too much. Almost. Never. What a way never. to go. But uh, yeah, I, I think Argentina will get the job done. Hopefully, get that bonus point by. Well, I mean, if if they can get the bonus point, that's I think what they're going to struggle with. If they can score more than four tries, is going to be the. The, the ticker in this game. So anyway, that's um that's it for the wind up this week. Now for those that are um, listening to the podcast or tuning on YouTube this weekend, we just need to shout out as well that not only is the World Cup being played, there's also some great rugby domestically being played. Lucky you're um, covering the Australian rugby shield that's going on across Australia at the moment. That's right. That's right. And if you, if you haven't totally had your rugby quota filled during the World Cup, um, check out, uh, go over to rugby.com.au and check out the coverage of the Australian Rugby Shield. It's the best amateur um, showpiece. It was rebooted last year and we're giving it a real kick along this year. And it's great quality. Um, it's going on at Ballymore across four days, 16 teams from across the country, including um, New South Wales Country Cockatoos, Queensland Country Healers, a lot of really proud footy institutions. So tune into that. Um, we'll share some stuff through Pick and Drive and Scrum Bags. And um, you can cop a sweet bucket hat. So lots to like about it all. Um, yes, yeah, so we've got nothing else to right? do. Make sure you get down there and, and support them and get yourself a nice sweet bucket hat. You could look as good as Lockie does right now wearing so it. Uh, but, and don't forget either the Wallaroos played their uh, last test against New Zealand, um, the Black Ferns in the Laura O'Reilly Cup on Saturday afternoon. I think it's a 2.25 p.m. kickoff off the top of my head. Um, 1.35 kickoff. It's on stand. It's not on nine. Um, we'll okay. be doing a bit of a wrap for that, and we'll definitely break that down um, in our review pod for World Cup action plus a bit of Wallaroos. So make sure you stay tuned and get around our girls if you can on Saturday. Yeah, so make sure you're tuning in and supporting the girls there. All the best. Let's hope that they can and cheer for them as they get their maiden victory over the Black Ferns to kick off their World 15 tournament coming up. But let's leave it there. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We'll be back next week with our review of uh, the week, what is it, four of World Cup 2023. And, um, yeah, look forward to talking and doing it all again next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye.